welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, News Editor of Insurance Business Australia. Today's guest is Olga Collins, CEO of WBN, the Worldwide Broker Network. This puts Olga in charge of the largest independent broker network in the world with members in more than 100 countries. Olga is based in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to IB Talk, Olga. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And maybe to start with, could you just explain what do you see as the role of WBN? Yeah, WBN is the largest independent network of brokers in the world. And we strive to be a one-stop shop for all of our clients, whether it's risk management or HR related. It's a tight-knit family of organizations that promote healthy competition so that way we can elevate our brokerage service capabilities for our clients. And what's the short version of how you got into the insurance business? Oh, short version. (laughs) Um, Polish girl comes to the U.S., uh, girl studies finance, realizes that she likes to work with people and networking. Then she finds risk management and never looks back. And I do have to say that it's been a really good ride because I started on the client side, then moved to brokerage, and now I'm in global network management. And for a person with an international background like myself, I really do feel I landed in the perfect spot. Gosh, for, for one of those people who comes from a, a different background, your English doesn't have a trace of, of, of Polish accent in it. It seems to be completely American. If you ask my husband and my kids, my mama's mad, maybe the Polish comes out then. <laughs> okay, okay. It's more a psychological thing. Um, <laughs> so, so what do you like most about it? You've mentioned risk management. I mean, what, what in particular uh, keeps you coming to work every day? What's really fun, at least for me, is that we touch every industry and in our network, every country on a regular basis. So it's really never a dull moment. Um, but most of all, I really love having contacts and people I call friends at this point all across the, across the globe. And it makes us uh, just have so much more fun doing business together. Mm, you, you mentioned um, contacting people from around the world, and you, you recently held your 66th Worldwide Broker Network Global Conference in San Francisco. Well, what sorts of broker issues do you discuss when you come together? First of all, this was our first post-COVID in-person conference, and we hold our conferences um, semi-annually somewhere around the globe. So it was really exciting to get back in the same room again. And um, just like every other time, we heard from many industry leaders and those beyond our industry as well. Uh, But there was a lot of discussion regarding the pandemic and lessons learned. Uh, We always cover industry trends, of course, and the latest WBN initiatives Um, regarding the value-added items that we provide for our members. We actually had 45 countries in the room, which was surprising and very welcomed um, since we weren't sure how many countries are still going to have restrictions travel-wise. But we also provided an option to to connect with us virtually. And it really was uh, a feeling of a reunion, and it was quite incredible. So if you can imagine meeting up with 300 of your closest friends, that's exactly how it felt. Um, we, we had clients there, as we always do, so we heard directly from them, which is so important for us to learn and make sure that we deliver the best possible solutions. 
Um, because we're both PNC and EV minded and taking care of people became such an important topic during the pandemic, we provided an inspiring morning for our uh, participants of mindfulness and motivation and learning more about well-being from experts. I think that one of the big items for us is that we pride ourselves on relationships in our culture of care. So as part of our global conference, we always give back to our local communities. So participating in not-for-profit activities during the conference was a big hit as well. Mm. Well, what are some of the, you mentioned that you discussed the trends across the industry. What are some of the, the common issues facing brokers in your in your membership network? And, and, and how exactly do you guys help them to deal with these issues? I, I think our issues or problems are not really unique to insurance only, especially over the last few years. We face similar issues as far as talent retention, you know, as people call war on talent. As WBN, we've created a leadership-focused program for our rising leaders. We call it Young Professionals Academy, and it's catered to our members so they can use this tool as a recruitment retention item, for example. I think what's unique is that we've seen an evolving sophistication of client needs, and we tap into our cultural intelligence, having multinational teams collaborating all the time. We make sure that we connect at the local and global level as well. So even though we're the largest broker network, we're more focused on collaboration more than our competition. You mentioned the talent crunch and in Australia, brokers and insurers, everybody sometimes looks at industries, other industries, um, banking, banking world and um, accounting and other professions. And they often feel like the education processes bring people in are just not really quite there yet in the insurance industry. I'm just wondering if that's a feeling in the US as well. I think um, the insurance or the risk management world has come a long way when it comes to educating and keeping talent within. I think we still can do a better job um, advocating for, as we call here in the universities, a major or a track for risk management to be a more common um class route or major route because not many organizations or universities um, in con- in various countries provide that as a learning path. So I think we have some, some more gains to be had, but overall, I think we do a really good job attracting folks. And as you know, the insurance world is a people world. It's all about relationships. There's a little bit of fun to be had here as well. So we want to make sure we portray that to to the college graduates accordingly. Mm, yeah, it's certainly a lot more fun than I was expecting, and and a lot more in- <laughs> and a lot more interesting too. It's it's um yeah, as a, a sort of old school news journalist, I was a little worried, but uh, it's it's fascinating everything about it. There is a big issue here in Australia at the moment um, with broker commissions, and there's a a debate going on about that. And there's a government inquiry that's touching on those commissions that in- brokers get from insurers when they when they sell a policy. And it's getting a lot of regulatory attention here. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the issue of broker commissions and, and how does it work exactly in the US for, for brokers? Um, well, my personal opinion, especially being a client at one point in my career, is that transparency is key. But I also think the requirements that are posed on brokers for disclosure and reporting, I think they need to not be overly cumbersome because we certainly don't want to add inefficiencies to our industry. So I think what 
NIBA is proposing in Australia or already proposed. Uh, I just don't know the intimate details of the code, of the, of the new code, but it seems pretty in line with many other jurisdiction uh, requirements. So again, speaking from my experience, uh, we certainly don't want another Spitzer case that um, was a huge topic here in the US. And even here, post Spitzer, in the US, many codes continue to be redefined. We just had a new legislation passed affecting the employee benefits side of the industry. And again, it's just something that redefines requirements. And there's even an addition of a disclosure of expected commissions in writing to the client prior to renewal or change of the health insurance contract. So again, transparency is key. Mm. Tell us a bit more for Aussie brokers who aren't in the know. What was the Spitzer case exactly? Essentially, uh, the allegations were leading clients to insurers that were providing higher commissions um, without disclosing that to the clients. Okay. Okay. And so so for you, it sounds like, I mean, transparency is key, but um, not too burdensome on the regulations. Yeah, you, you don't want it to be so cumbersome that brokers will spend more time reporting versus uh, business developing. Another big issue here and everywhere is um, is the flooding and the disasters that have been striking Australia's east coast. In the US, as we speak, I think the fires in California are still raging. What's What are the feelings on what brokers can do to help clients who face, I guess, unaffordable and unavailable insurance because of these sorts of climate risks? Yeah, and we're going to see more and more pressure, I think, coming from activists to stop insuring certain activities. So I think the clients are facing growing issues here um, in all over the world as far as getting coverage. And this is where the risk management tools and creative solutions have to come into play. And I think most importantly, loss prevention and maybe diversification of, um, of risk needs to be discussed on a regular basis by risk management. We're seeing some carriers incentivizing good behavior in this space. Um, so I think that's moved in the right direction. But I think the topic is even bigger than climate, climate change. It's elevated to the ESG overall. It's just such a big conversation, expectation across all industries. As a risk manager, you're very experienced in that department. And I mean, you talk about it as much as you talk about insurance when you're answering questions. Is, is, is this leaning on risk management? more than just selling a policy hmm. uh, is that is that happening more and more now or is that always always the case in your sphere of influence i i've been around for over a couple of decades and i've already seen a great trajectory of moving uh, risk management from a cost center kind of a must-have um as from the insurance buying function and little to no internal clout to this sophisticated, financially savvy, even elevated to enterprise risk management uh, group of people um, who serve on leadership teams and governance, etc. So um, I see risk management be part of M&A due diligence now and finance or ERM committees definitely elevated clout within their organizations. Another phenomenon that I'm seeing and we are seeing throughout the network as well is the connectivity between risk management, so PNC, and HR, EB. And, you know, those two functions working together can find some creative tools to manage risk 
together. And at WBN, we're certainly blurring the lines between EB and PNC to make sure that we avoid silos as much as possible. Is there um, somewhere that's ahead of the curve in joining up those two areas or is everybody more or less in the same boat? I think those that have been, again, more on the risk management side versus insurance buying, that sophistication is leading folks to having a conversation about captive usage on both EB and PNC risks. So, yeah, usually it's the larger to um, upper mid-size organizations just because they've been dealing with larger losses and larger risks much longer. Mm. And you've mentioned ESG. Are there any other big risk management challenges out there right now? Some of the challenges for brokers are similar to our risk managers and HR managers, the uninsurable risks and talent acquisition. And now, of course, there's economic and geopolitical instability that's, um, that everybody's talking about. So I think overall, having the client be part of the conversation and being the extension and working with the client versus for the client is key. So we put the clients in the spotlight at WBN on a regular basis. We learn from them. We continue to collaborate to, to provide best options. We're actually looking forward to starting a client advisory council shortly to make sure that we provide a benefit to our customers as well and give them a platform where they can discuss global issues with each other. Olga Collins, thanks for joining us on IP Talk. Thanks so much for having me. And Olga Collins is the CEO of WBN, the Worldwide Broker Network. She's based in Atlanta, Georgia. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.